0: Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. On this second part of our Download Festival special, we talk to Ash Gray from UK death metal band Venom Prison, who are, of course, coming down to Australia for the very first time ever for Download Festival in Melbourne and Sydney, as well as a sideshow. ...at the Foundry in Brisbane. The line for Skype was a bit choppy due to distance... uh, ...but we got through it and uh, I was just getting my voice back from a a cold. But it all came together in the end... ...and uh, Ash is just an absolute riff monster and really cool guy... ...and I'm really looking forward to seeing them in in Sydney and Brisbane... ...on that uh, side show. It's going to be awesome. We uh, spoke a lot about their upcoming tour... ...our love for Carcass, of course. We dug deep into the Samsara album concept... Uh, Parkway Drive because they've got a tour coming up with those guys and uh, what we can expect from the next Venom Prison album and of course his thoughts on the evolution of death metal and uh, where it is now and the future it's, it was pretty cool chat I really really enjoyed it Download Festival and its side shows are just around the corner with some of them kicking off uh, early as next week and uh, it's going to be A little over a week of just uh, absolute kick-ass shows after kick-ass show. And uh, I'll be heading to as many as I can, including Sydney, for the Download Festival, uh, where I'll be catching Venom Prison, Carcass, Testament, Deftones, Clutch ministry in flames and uh, just heaps more. It's just going to be such a good tour. Tickets are on sale now through downloadfestival.com.au and the sideshow for Venom Prison at the Foundry. That's on Sunday, March 22nd. That's on sale now through OzTix. Get them before they sell out. It's going to be brutal. All right, before we go into this episode, just need to give a shout out to Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They do shirts, hats, patches, you name it. If you can wear it, they can print it. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media. And they're awesome, guys. I highly recommend checking them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Uh, Also, want to give a quick shout-out to our good friends at the occult clothing brand, Electric Witch. That was founded by Matt from Dark Cell, and uh, he's just doing some really awesome things with it at the moment. Uh, All his designs are really kick-ass, and he just keeps coming out with more and more interesting ones. Uh, You should check him out. If you really like things on the darker side, a little bit brutal, go to www.electricwitch.com.au. And uh, throw them a like on Facebook and support them. They're Australian made and uh, their designs are like no other. I love it. I love their brand. Don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black podcast through iTunes, podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our reviews and articles. At www.everblackmedia.com, or like us on all the socials, and uh, drop us a drop us a line. We like uh, talking to you guys and interacting, and uh, we appreciate all the support. All right, here is my chat with Ash Gray from Venom Prison. Get your tickets now for Download Festival Melbourne or Sydney, and their sideshow, and uh, all the uh, other links are through DownloadFestival.com.au. Horns high, enjoy.
1: Thanks for joining us on the show. How's everything going over there uh, where you are in the pilot world?
2: Yeah, good. It's been very busy for us. down all personally, We've all been quite busy getting on with our own things, ready for tour and stuff. But yeah, it's all going well.
1: Awesome, man. Well, uh, of course, you're heading down under for the Download Festival and some sideshows. And I have to say, I am keen as fuck to see your set this is first time venom prison has uh been in australia
2: yeah that's right we're we're really excited like we've been meaning to come over for so long now so the fact
1: that we're coming over on download is like even cooler you know what i mean oh dude there's gonna be so many people there and i know heaps of people that are keen to see your set too it's gonna be incredible that's man
2: yeah that's yeah that's good because yeah. we've, we've always wanted to come over but we've always been like I wonder if, like, Australia's caught on to Venom Prison yet. But as soon as we, like, announced download, like, people seem to be, like, quite pumped on it and stuff, which is nice to see.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I went last year, and it was such a kick-ass time. And, uh, you know, you guys and Carcass are definitely on my list for the festival. Who are you, can you check out when you're not playing?
2: I I love Carcass. They're my favourite. They're literally my favourite metal band ever. By the way. Yeah, I love Carcass. Like, pretty much, like... I would probably say, in terms of metal, Carcass are my favourite bands, you know, in heavy metal. And, like, they definitely influence, like, Venom Prison quite a lot as well. So, like, the fact that, you know, we get a chance to see them as well, that's going to make the day, you know, that much better, you know. Have you played with them before? Um, I want to say yes, but it was definitely, it definitely would have been a festival. I think it was Brutal Assault Fest in Czech Republic. But I didn't get a chance to catch them. But I have seen them, like, God, I don't even know how many times I've seen Carcass now, but it is quite a lot. But they never disappoint. They're always so good live.
1: I've only ever seen them once. And oh, like, they're they're yeah. so good. Man, they're one of my favourites too. I'm, I'm hanging for it, dude. And, of course, I mean, you, you've toured with a bunch of bands from Australia before. I mean, it seems like you've got, you, you got a bit of a connection with down here, like Aversion's Crown and uh, Thy Art Is Murder. Yeah, there's uh, justice for the dam. Um, then we got one,
2: and then Parkway soon.
1: Oh yeah, that's huge.
2: Yeah, that 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 tour is surreal. Like that lineup is is insane, and the venues on that tour are just yeah. Like Venom Prison hasn't seen venues that big before.
1: Do you know what's funny, man? From where I, I live, uh, i I don't know if you know the Gold Coast. Have you ever been to the, Australia at all, like yourself? Yeah. I went to uh, Australia with my
2: last band that I was in, funny enough.
1: Oh, true. So you know Byron Bay?
2: Yeah, I know Byron well. We played Byron, in fact. I'm trying to think, like, where we played. Um, we did, like, Brisbane, Adelaide. We did Toowoomba.
1: <laughs> Out in the womb. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, we, we did Toowoomba. Uh, we did Coffs Harbour as well. Why? No way. Yeah, it was like it was. It was a. It was quite like even when we got back from that Australian tour, like people were like, "That's quite a long Oz tour." Like to be playing those places, like people don't seem to be hitting them up as much apparently. But I don't know.
1: It's what we class as regional. I, I guess where we are. Like I'm on the Gold Coast, so we're, we're sort of classed as regional. But you know, Byron Bay. I mean, everyone knows that's where Parkway are from. My wife. Yeah was at their very first show years Cream. ago at this tiny little hall. No one knew who they were. And, you know, this is 100 years ago. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I kind of remember seeing them. She Googled it and she's like, yeah, you know, there was many people there, you know. And then we used to book them. My old, my old job, we used to, you know, book, book shows. And you look at them now, they're just, just massive, dude. So that's going to be such an incredible tour for you guys. Yeah, like, looking at, like,
2: I remember seeing Parkway play Newport, where I live in Wales, like, literally in, I don't know, I don't know the year exactly, but I want to say, like, around 2008, 2010, maybe. And, like, you know, the venue they played back then, you know, it was only, like, 150 to 200 cap rooms. And now it's just, like, you see them and it's just a totally different type (laughs) of beat. It's like, it's just, It's (laughs) it's <laughs> massive.
1: Well, uh, I mean, of course, your second album, Samsara, uh, came out last year, and dude, that is—it's so fucking brutal. You know, the re- reincarnation concept for it uh, also is just really interesting. You know, I, I love the whole thing. W- what was the inspiration behind that? Was that something that was personal to you? It, yeah, it was. A, it was. It was a bit of everything, to be honest. Like
2: Venom Prison's always been like, like, leans more towards the artistic side of that type of stuff. It, you know. We've always kind of wanted to make sure there's concepts and themes and that we aren't just, you know, releasing an album with a bunch of songs and just calling it an album. So we've always tried to make sure that, like, the songs fit with the artwork and the artwork fit with the titles and the titles fit with the lyrics and just, like, everything is just one package as such. But I remember, like, um, we must have been on our first US tour when it all started to, like, come to life a bit. And we were just listening to, like, podcasts and stuff. And, like, Larissa was doing her lyrics and whatnot. And it was just, like, a reoccurring theme going on all the time. And, like, I remember Larissa just, like, doing some research and being like, this concept pretty much ties in everything I'm talking about. And we can use it in a way that it'll represent the album as well. And we talked about it for a while. And, like, it, it just stuck. As soon as, like, that idea came, it was the first idea as well. And, you know, we always like try and shoot over as many different ideas as possible. But it always went back to Samsara. And I think we just kind of knew that was right. It was the same with Animus as well. Like, as soon as we got Animus, we were like, yeah, that's right. It felt right from the get-go. And then same again, we tried to, you know, see if we could figure some other ideas or maybe an alternative. But, yeah, we were just, same with Animus, we were just stuck with that idea. And we were like, yeah, we've got to go with that. So next record obviously we're going to consistently try and follow a theme of something but we haven't got that far yet
1: but it's more than just it seems like it's more than just a theme it's it's something that's very very well thought out and goes really really deep even for me i really want to dig deeper into the album and and you know follow that rabbit hole so it's it's interesting what you guys are doing it's not just your standard oh here's a concept about you know a serial killer or something like it's something that seems to be something that's going to get people thinking or has gotten people thinking so you know it's well done man
2: yeah a lot like lyrically and like when you read the lyrics and stuff like obviously you've got all the messages in there that lead you in different directions and stuff which is kind of i guess what makes people interested but when you like collect all of those if i say songs yeah if you collect all of those songs lyrically and then you kind of just like keep connecting the similarities between them regardless of them being different subjects they all fall under the same theme Mm -hmm. and it was the same it was the same with animus as well and i think that's kind of like how we've always done it it's like it needs to be an album an album shouldn't be a bunch of songs. I think this is the one thing that I always kind of try and get into my head when I'm writing is that it's all well and good writing 10 good songs on an album, but that doesn't make a good album. A good album is like a consistency from the start to end. It's almost like a film, isn't it? Like yeah. you can't just be changing things all the time. It's like, oh, you've got 10 great songs, but none of them relate to each other. So they could all be on different albums for, you know, for all I know. So it's like that consistency has to be there to kind of make that, almost that relation and concept to be even more solid. And I think that's kind of like what we really do always like try and aim to, you know, hit on the head and just make sure it's like, right, this isn't just a bunch of songs. This is an album. And um, I think, yeah, like that's, that's how we did Animus. That's how we've done Samsara. And I think that's kind of how we're going to keep doing it, if you know what I mean
1: absolutely man and like the the artwork what's his what's his name Elleran cantor is that yeah, say his name yeah oh, that's right yeah. 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 yeah you know i've only recently discovered that he's done like a ton of my favorite album covers <laughs> that it's all linked in how would you hook up with him because it all really ties in really well um so it start that started with animus um and basically,
2: we were looking for artists to do the album and stuff. And I remember just speaking to Larissa about it. And I was like, whoever we find, it needs to basically connect with us. And the person that we speak to basically needs to kind of just be on board with us as soon as, like, the idea is presented. And, like, we we were looking at artworks and stuff. And I was like, I really like this Aloran guy's, like, artwork. And, like, we started, like, looking for it all. And then Larissa messaged him and said, like, this is like we do pre-production for every album and just so kind of like we can get that idea before the studio and when we're sending it on for artwork like artists can listen to it as they're kind of doing the art because like you do get some records where you can clearly tell that it was just like hey I need some artwork can you put it together and it's like oh I don't know something metal but we always send the music to Eloran before the artwork's done, just so we're like, right, the artwork needs to represent this album. And when Larissa was explaining concepts from Animus, when we first met him, we were like, this is the concept. These are the themes, like, we need to make sure it relates. And, like, he was so into, like, he was so into the idea. He was like, right, I'm really on board with this. I like what you guys are doing. So as soon as as we got to... Sam, sorry, it, it just clicked. We were just already on the same page, and just like, yep, let's let's go. We've got it.
1: I'd be really interested to see things from his side of the fence on how his process would be from scratch with your music and his reactions and the way he'd approach it. Has he? Has he? Did he send you like shot by shot or anything like that, or like video or like? It seems it <laughs> like.
2: Sketches over them. Um, he would always send like a sketch over, and we would just kind of talk about things that we thought was, you know, connecting to everything. And um, Samsara is related to the first track of the album mm. with, you know, the eggs coming out of the woman and, and like the spiders, you know, eating its own and stuff. And like every, like every. If you kind of like even look at Animus, Animus is basically perpetrator emasculation. That is, that is what that artwork is called. And it's the song off Animus. And then when you look at Samsara, you look at the first track and then you just kind of notice that is, that is the artwork, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of like, even when you look at the artwork, there is a song on that album that will completely be a direction and relation to that. So I think that's kind of why we always say, like, hey, we need to send the music, then we'll do the artwork, because it, it does need to be consistent. I think people are really quick to just throw things together and not realise that, like, music obviously is very, very important. But at the same time, you know, that, that connection between things is what makes something that little bit more personal and important. And I think, yeah, that's kind of why we take that side of stuff as serious as the music
1: as well. 100% agree, man. And, like, you've totally nailed it. Totally nailed it. And, yeah, man, Yeah, and of course, I mean, you know, uh, you're an absolute riff machine, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> both albums, like, showcase your ability as a player. Like, it's just incredible, dude. Have you got, like, a, a ritual for writing that? Have you got to, like, go to a certain place, tune out?
2: Yeah. Uh, this weird you say that. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Like, it always starts with once an album's done, it's like, right, okay, playing the guitar needs to be improved now on the next record, if you know what I mean? We need to do something, you know, more progressed as musicians because bands can keep writing records, but if musicians aren't progressing with it, then you're getting the same album every time. And it, it's kind of, yeah, like, I think, it's like, just kind of the stress of Samsara and, like, I think what I love about Samsara is kind of, like, like the desperation in it almost because it was like everyone was like kind of praising us so much on animus and you know it was our first album and stuff and everyone was like oh animus great blah blah blah," and all this and i'm just kind of sat there with ben the other guitarist in venom prison and i'm like it's great that everyone's saying this, but that's our fucking first album, man. Like, what the hell are we going to do on album two, let alone album <laughs> So I think, like, kind of, like, that expectation and stress is kind of what pushes you a little bit more because we've, we've never wanted to write the same album twice. So, like, Animus kind of doesn't... Animus is its own thing, and I don't really think Samsara sounds anything like Animus. It may have, like, some, like, influence or reference to it and whatnot Mm. but it isn't the same album and like even thinking about album three now for example like i can already hear in my head that it probably won't sound like samsara either but i think that's kind of what keeps us motivated and fresh to kind of make sure that every time we're going to try and like you know strike an album that it's gonna bring something new to venom prison and it's kind of going to keep crafting our sound rather than just kind of going, oh, people liked Animus, let's just stick with that, you know?
1: Well, in regards to that with, uh, you know, Larissa's vocals, you know, she's got so many layers that she works with. How does that influence your writing? You know, how does that challenge you as a songwriter? I think, like, just always making sure everyone has, like, natural progression. That's a difficult
2: one, really. Like, I think we always just want to, every single member always just wants to be better every time, Mm. and I think that's, what motivates everyone is, as a band is the fact that each member does want to be better every time we do something new. So it's kind of like, even now, like I keep like mentioning, like thinking about like album three, for example, and it's like talking to like the other guys in the band and stuff. And it's just like, I can already see what they're trying to achieve from themselves for the next album. So it kind of makes it a bit more interesting for me and Ben when we're writing because I'm like, ah. I can introduce a section like this now in songs because that's what this person's been trying to perfect and learn. And now we can try and utilise that in songwriting. So, like, knowing what people want to hit in themselves personally for the next record is what makes writing so much easier because it gives me that leeway to expand on sound rather than going, right, it's just a death metal band, we're just going to do this, we're just going to do that, where it's like, no, we're kind of trying to, like, expand that and reach outside of the norm if well i wouldn't say norm but you know what i mean just kind of like mm. like death metal doesn't have to sound like how people think death metal sounds like it's a subgenre that kind of stemmed from so many different things no one has ever said that death metal bands can't do certain things where you look at bands like cattle decapitation for example like they've been expanding that kind of theatrical like blackened death metal for so long now that they're kind of perfecting it every time and then you have bands like River of Niles who are like, um, River of Niles, sorry, who are bringing in saxophone and singing and all that. and it's kind of like, there is no boundaries to death metal so it's kind of like the way I look at Venom Prison I'm like, well, we can kind of do whatever we want, really as long as, within reason, obviously I'm not going to go and like release a trance album <laughs> yeah, but-, <laughs> but it's true yeah, yeah. It's and like I think people need to think like that more. Like people are so so concerned about, you know, kind of being like, We're a death metal band. I need to sound like the death metal bands back in the day. Because you look at bands like Carcass, like in the nineties when they did um heartwork and for example, like they said they were a rock band. They started telling people they were a rock band at, you know, a certain point in their career where they were just like, well, we can't keep saying we're a death metal band because everyone just thinks this is death metal. And I think Carcass were probably one of the few bands to kind of start, you know, that change in death metal where they were like, you know, we can be a rock band if we want to be. We'll still be like a death metal band, but there's no harm in changing things up a bit, you
1: know? It's not the bands though. It's it's that small pocket of, you know, a metal elitist that, Stuck in their ways. It's not brutal. No singing. No this. You know what I mean. But I find that's even now that's changing so much. Like you mentioned, like even like cattle decapitation, man. Death metal's really evolving right now, and you can see it on the forefront, man. It's it's incredible. It's such an exciting time for for heavy music, especially with bands like yourselves and like even Kark is bringing out that new track as well. Like man, the next step is going to be fucking huge for death metal.
2: Yeah, I think it's going in the right direction.
1: Like I think I
2: think even like other genres are kind of, you know, even starting to take their own take on a lot of things. Like you're kind of seeing more and more like hardcore bands, for example, kind of like changing, mm. you know, this and stuff. And it's like you have like I don't know, like it was even cool, like a hardcore band from, you know, back in the UK, like higher power, for example like they started off as kind of like a leeway thrashy type band as such. And now they've kind of gone into like some, I don't know, like some punk rock almost. And it's just like, it's cool because it's like, you guys are expanding something, you know, you're not kind of sitting where people expect you to sit, you're doing something different. And I think those bands are the ones that are always going to get the recognition they deserve because they are, you know, taking things out of their comfort zone and, taking that risk of the problem with that type of stuff as well is every time you write a record and you are going to try and change things about the band you're in you're going to try and involve your sound is that you are taking that massive risk that people Mm. may not know at all. And that that's kind of the most frightening bit to be honest, because you're like, Oh God, this may be well-written. This may be good, but is this going to be a bit much for people? Are they going to hate this? You know? Yeah,
1: that's true as well. But I mean, you got to do it. <laughs> you can't be yeah. stuck in. It. You can't be writing the same death metal record over and over again. But in saying that, what what elements are you guys playing with for uh, album number three? Is there anything that really pushing? There's is,
2: is, like honestly, like there's so many things to list. Like I think like album three, album three. Like when me and Ben talk about album three, like I think what we want to do with that one is kind of just be like. Not so much just metal, but music. Like, I think we're just like, we really want to just involve as much musical influence as we can into that record. Like, and don't be afraid of using different instruments to bring into the band as such, like for like, you know, studio or live. Like, when we did Damination Fest in November, we had um, Joe Quayle play cello alongside us through the set and stuff. And it was like, as soon as we did that, it was like, well, why can't you put a cello on album three? Why can't you put, you know, all different elements, you know, bringing in more keys or whatever, or just kind of like, because everyone is capable of doing something else other than their instrument. And it's like, do you want to try and expand on something and just kind of make it more musical as such? And I think that's kind of the direction that we're, we're looking at, but I mean, things can change all the time. Like, you know, you can write, 10 songs, and then you can put them in the delete bin within 10 seconds. <laughs> um, but as, as far as, as we've got right now, I think I'm, in my head, I'm thinking like more like, right, okay, we've done, like people know we've done the technical stuff. People know we've done the more grindy, heavy, moshy stuff. Like, you know, shall we try and introduce something new again that people will probably be quite surprised if we were even capable of doing? So I think that's kind of the way I'm thinking at the moment for album three is just being like, okay, let's just introduce something that people aren't going to expect. And it's something that we can show off what we are capable of as a band as well.
1: That's really exciting, dude. As a fan, I can't wait to hear what you guys do next. But uh, in regards to, I mean, what what are you doing for the rest of the year? What's happening for 2020 for Venom Prison? Apart from download. Um, as soon
2: as we do download, we fly straight to Southeast Asia for a couple of shows and then Hamasonic fest, oh, um, Dude, that lineup is crazy for Hamasonic. Um, I think, I think it's Slipknot headlining. Yeah. Yes. yeah and then, yeah, we do a bunch of stuff in Asia and then we fly back straight to Germany to start that Parkway hate breed tour. We get back Then I think we have like a few festivals and stuff. Well, we'll probably be doing more toward, toward the end of the year and stuff. But any any time in between there will just be spent right in, to be honest.
1: Big year ahead, brother.
2: Yeah.
1: What a <laughs> turn,
2: It's never not been a big year for this band since it started. Like, we were talking about this. <laughs> like, I was literally like, fuck me, guys. When are we having a year off? Like, isn't <laughs> five years and I can do with a year off? But nah, we. I, I think we're all too eager to get things done. Like we're so like high functioning with like what we want to do and stuff. And it's just like every day, it's like oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. So the chances of Venom in prison slowing down is, is probably zero, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a good thing, man. Means you're enjoying what you're doing, and you know that's it's just going to keep building. It's it's really exciting, man. Thanks again for hanging with us on the show, man. And we'll see you at Download Festival in Sydney and Melbourne this month and your sideshows, which is uh, that's uh, kicking off at the Foundry in Brisbane, that side show. That's on the Sunday. That venue's rad. You're going to absolutely annihilate it. <laughs> it's yeah. going to go down. I'm quite excited for that. True. Yeah, I'll bring you a beer, bro. Oh, nice.
2: That's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear.
1: Well, man. Um, yeah. Thanks again for hanging, dude. And I'll I'll let you go. And I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in Sydney and uh, Brisbane.
0: Cheers, man. Thank you very much. And I'll see you soon. Planning on traveling
2: this summer?